I'm not gonna worry about your level of concern. We talking about Twitter. Think of how stupid the average person is, and then realize half of them are stupider than that. We love Pittsburgh, PA. We love Steeler Nation. We mock ourselves. It's that time of the week. No, I'm not my not my bowel movements. No, that's uh, it is <laughs> what Jen's talking about. The conversation about the Steelers' social media conversation, exposing all the hottest and most toxic tweets on the internet. I'm Kyle Kreis. Here with me is Greg Benevent. Hello. On the ones and twos, number 18, Andy Van. (laughs) 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 Mm -hmm. A lot going on today, including, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, some some new expectations for the season. Certainly. Now that camp is here. Yes, uh, and camp is here. Still going to blame Canada on mm-hmm. some things that's mm-hmm. coming up in Certainly. the second half. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, f- uh, before we get started, was it you said you may have to apologize for well, something? I, I was just saying we should add a new segment where I get things wrong, and 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 because that that because it, it, certainly I have a real problem with humility. But uh, but no, I like that. I, I was thinking about the other week when I'd mentioned for those intrepid listeners who stick with us week week after week, and thank you for that. About how I criticized the people who the handicappers who made the betting the lines for if you're gonna there was so much money on the Steelers uh, now to you know win the division and i thought and i, I criticized them for doing it because i was thinking man why is why would they do this and i realized no that's the smartest thing because their goal is to get action it's to bring money in and what better way to bring that money in than set the line where they did it was one where i was the mark i was the person that did not figure it out i, I like this that we start we, we could start from now on with me just making a, a big group apology oh i thought the uh, i thought the correction was you accused lev bell of going 100 <laughs> miles an hour uh down mcknight road no that wasn't you know i forgot i didn't realize last week when we were talking about it okay he the the cop pulled them over it was a motorcycle cop who oh, okay. drove by him and saw what happened and so okay. Uh, you know, he wasn't speeding under the influence or anything okay, like that. So okay. I thought that was the correction. Oh, no. it was so still no Lev Bell apology. No, because he showed up late to a playoff game. <laughs> well, Lev, you've got my apology. <laughs> yes, exactly. Maybe you can feature on his new song. Oh, that's uh, that's today. That's today. I got to check iTunes right now. I got to check that out. Yes. Well, it's that time of year again. Enough about last week's. Round the outside. Cause camp is back. Two actress girls go round the old hinds, round the old hinds, round the old hinds. Camp is back, back again. Camp is back. Tell Big Ben. Camp is back. 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 Yoy, 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 yoy
Tisk get a tasket. I can blitz your package. Anybody who's blocking this hit that hit. Lamar, Lamar Jackson. Jackson. We will kick your ass in. Worse than when Debo made war with Flacco. And Joby, you can get sacked by Wormley. You look cool as hell when you're wearing your street clothing. Last year's and brownies. Let go, it's all over. You can't even beat this attack mode. Now this looks like a job for D. So everybody rush the QB. Because we need some more sacks and INTs. Because it feels so great in PID. Now this looks like a job for D. So everybody rush the QB. Because we need some more sacks and INTs. Because it feels so good in PID. Camp is back. 2023, the longest offseason in Steelers history. Since last year, I have to say, I, I, the only reason I wasn't laughing the whole way through that is because I just wanted to hear the rest of it. Like, I, I you, those of you who, who are only getting this in the audio, I had to look away because Kyle started dancing halfway through. Otherwise, I was going to be laughing too hard and weren't going to hear any of that. Strictly for the YouTube crowd. <laughs> the what else? What other podcast is uh, has their <laughs> camp theme song? I don't see Deke doing that. Whereas I don't see Art Motes. <laughs> camp is back. Let's get to the takes starting with at cd christen Corey christen first player to check in darnell washington no luggage no baggage wow. no box fan no big screen wow. tv no playstation just a Steelers hoodie and and a, and, a, and a and a finger that could fit a ring. I mean, is that is that even his car? Like he didn't get it washed here before camp. This is great. I, I I like the idea of just showing up. I was thinking like, is the rest of it coming from Amazon Prime? But then I'm like, hey, maybe this guy's such a throwback. He's doing like 1988 training camp. <laughs> yeah, you maybe it is. You could Amazon Prime it. I guess these days. I, I mean, I was just thinking about that. Like, how would you, like, is this man just going to sleep on this bare mattress for three weeks? Then I thought, well, maybe he is. This is the Steelers. I feel like the Mandalorian. This is the way. <laughs> this is the Steelers' way. Uh, no bags, no gimmicks. Well, they might be in that trunk if this is his car. The, I, mean, I saw no. I saw the uh, live video. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Uh, and uh, no, it, they, unless he went back. Maybe oh. this was his second trip. Maybe <laughs> that's if how early he got there. He was got there. He had still had time for a second trip before anyone else got there. All right. Still, some people. Some uh, I don't know. Still some. Uh, some rookie mistakes here uh -oh. at B. Pryor, Brooke Pryor. QB Kenny Pickett says he made sure to bring a foot massager wow. for a second training camp. I don't know. I, everything we've been hearing about how Kenny's been bulking up and all this, uh -huh. but th then he brings a foot massager. It feels uh, it feels soft to me. Well, I think, I mean, I, 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 I don't know. I was, and again, uh, this could be just a different perspective on it. I see that as real protecting the investment kind of thing. Like if I spent the entire offseason working on my upper body, my legs, and someone mad with my foot, I'd be so angry. Okay. Like, I mean, but, right. but, but, but no, but you're, I mean, but obviously this is not like, you know, in 1979, we're not going to hear it. Jack Lambert's not going to come say, ah, oh, I brought my favorite foot massager. Like, you know, Christian Kunst brought a massage chair. Yeah, I thought that was a joke. Like, this was the closest it was coming to someone bringing the school bus. But no, the man brought a massage chair. Like, the guy who spends the least time right. on the field. Or, or frankly, the one that maybe doesn't get hit all that often. Like, I mean, he gets that first push, but it's not like, uh, you know, it's he's out there 100 snaps a game. And like, Khan has really been trying to bring in some competition to right. bring in that long snapper competition. I don't know if about If you're the other guy walking in, you see him with that massage chair, you're thinking, I got a shot. I got a chance at this. Like, um, all right. Whoops. No, that's, okay. well, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Okay. Uh, next tweet at a Saunders, PGH, Alan Saunders. 
$70 million man Alex Highsmith. Uncertain if the bag is stuffed with Benjamins or merely 20s. He showed up to camp with just the foam pad okay. under his arm uh-huh. and a literally a hefty garbage bag wow. with his with his clothes i mean that, the, the man doesn't own a piece of luggage that, that's i mean it does seem like it's uh, whatever i i have i forget the exact number of his bonus but it's enough to get a suitcase i know that because i have a suitcase but i mean but i've also you know i i i this is one of those things where you look at like wow football stars they're just like us like <laughs> i guy, absolutely do this with a trash bag too I, I i totally get it like this is a married man you saying when he went on his honeymoon uh you know it was like all right the missus has her uh you know master <laughs> luggage and uh, I just got a uh, hefty cinch sack See, I'm glad that's where you took it. The other thought was like, well, these are my hefty cinch bags and I got her the scented ones. So that's why the two of us are traveling (laughs) together. um, No, I mean, but again, even on top of that, it's been a long time since I transported a bed from one place to another, but the man just brought the phone? Like, I mean, is that, you put that on top of the mattress? It's been a minute since I was in a dorm. No, too. you know, in those dorms, you know, there's no box spring on the bed. So you okay. want, you put the foam in between the mattress got and the, it, uh, and the frame. It. Okay. It's been a you minute know, for me. That's like a Boy Scout camping move. You, gotcha. you put the, you know, give a little bit of warmth in between the. Well, uh, also too, I mean, again, it, it just seems like, hey, again, we're protecting the investment here. Like $70 million, you're expecting to have a very big season. Maybe have a little bit of support when you go to bed after a long, hot, hot day. Mm, that's a good point. That, get, that deserves a. Uh, <laughs> um, all right. Next up, we've got oh. at Farabaugh FB, Nick Farabaugh. Steelers rookies Keanu Benton and Nick Herbig were made responsible for bringing the snack cachet to Latrobe by Steelers veterans. Two carts full. Wow. But, you know, if you like this is another thing you don't want to leave the snacks up to the rookies because, okay. you know, if you look a little cl- I zoomed in here okay. onto the snack cart you've got i mean this is all like straight out of uh casting central casting you got the welch's fruit snacks mm, yeah i mean they're fine but you know they're not all that satisfying skinny pop popcorn wow uh the, i do see I've eaten that. well yeah i know you're yeah. the popcorn man <laughs> I do see the Frito-Lay uh, variety pack Yes, that's, that's the blue boxes. And I uh, yeah. I, I want to say there's multiples of them as well. But, you know, what? about some, cho- I don't know, a chocolate option or well, something? Well, a couple things. And, I, I again, I don't have my glasses on this, so I don't want to say definitively this. But thank you for uh, zooming in here. Because if you look at the one the, the with the stripe, the black stripe box, could that be, that's either like skinny, po- that's either a different, it's either like pop chips or something like that. Or it could be those like kind of air Snickers. Do you know what I mean? Like the other kind of like Snickers and chocolate. I could be wrong. Air and then Snickers. I'm, like, I'm not describing it right, but yeah. there's like a, a, a crispy, like an almost like Snicker kind of chip or Snicker kind. Of, it tells you Snicker like, chip. That's, some, I would eat something, that. But they're like, they're, they are chocolatey. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. <laughs> but they might not be those. They could be more pop chips. It's just because they both have that kind of like dark stripe in the middle. I, I, I got to start wearing my glasses again when we do this, this podcast. big Costco vibes to me. Yes. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Oh, Sam's yeah. Club, probably mm. for. Uh, well, I kind of like to think these guys were given a list. Whether it was by the nutrition staff, whether it was by the veterans, it was probably by the vets on the team, or if it was by the team itself. But, like, I can't imagine it just had these guys run wild through Costco. But maybe they did. I could, you know, if there's something that I was born to help this team with, <laughs> it would be the snack, uh, the snack cash, the snack cachet cash at uh, at camp here. This was something I was born. I somewhat resent that. Well... <laughs> I don't know. I feel bad for the. I'm, you know, uh, I feel bad for the snacks out there at camp. Wow. Let's move on to some serious camp talk. Oh boy. At Trib Sports Tribune Review Sports, beyond the three most obvious Steelers to watch at training camp: Kenny Pickett, Broderick Jones, Joey Porter Jr. 
here are the five players the eyes of Steelers Nation will be on the most. All right, do you agree? Number five, undrafted free agent Jordan Bird. I mean, that that's, uh, 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 I mean, there's, there's, I feel like there could be a bunch of guys that tie for five. I mean, Jordan Bird's an option. I was curious to hear more about that Duke Dawson guy, just because you never heard anything about him. Then all of a sudden, Omar's like, oh, yeah, we're looking at Duke Dawson as an option. We're like, where is he on the <laughs> roster? It, um, but, I mean, that's, I, I do like that that you, you thought to put somebody that we haven't heard of at five. Like, it's not Corey Trice. It's something that, that is interesting. So, I'll, I'll absolutely, I'm fine with Jordan Bird at five, yeah. I mean, he's only getting on the team if... Austin and Gunner really uh, kind of crap the bed on returns, right? Yes, that and or he just does something amazing uh, as a safety. But yeah, that's one that he would have to or, or he would have to really just pop. Number four player to watch, according to the Trib, Patrick Peterson. I, I mean, you got to have him on the list. I, again, I can't think of a time like this in Steeler history where you had a guy that was essentially a first bout Hall of Famer if he never plays for the team be like, sure, I'm going to come and give this team a shot. Uh, I, I'd like to do this. I want to be a part of this. I mean, it's uh, the closest is what, when Joey Galloway didn't play a game or the uh, the offensive lineman from the Cowboys came in on the Super Bowl 45 team. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, but there's really not a lot of history of this kind of thing. So, and also a guy that again has a big is a national personality and celebrity without the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'll just say I don't know how much we'll see of him in mm. camp necessarily. You know, he's the vet. Yeah. It's like he's kind of the known quantity. So maybe like when it's Friday Night Lights, mm -hmm. you know, that'll be exciting time. Uh, seven on seven shots. Like sure. we'll read about him then. But it's like I feel just I, I feel like there's so many other members of the secondary that people are excited about Joey Porter and Corey oh, Trice. Yeah. And so if, if, uh, if Peterson lays low this camp, it's, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to hate it. No, it's, it's a lot of what is it? What's Tom Trice's contusion of the birth certificate. <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. Number th uh, number three most watched player at camp, Nick Herbig, rookie Nick Herbig. I mean, I, I I we feel that I feel that connection to him since you and I did that <laughs> on the spot video right after they drafted him. But I mean, I, I I am curious. I don't know if I put him quite that high, but I mean, I'm intrigued to see it too. Uh, 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 you know, I I would have put. You know, and I, just, I realized just as I was about to say this, they kind of come under the same heading as what you said about Patrick Peterson. But I'd be curious for me, I would have ranked someone like uh, uh, Sumalo or uh, uh, some of the newer offensive linemen because I'm curious about. But again, how much is he going to play this off this, uh, you know, training camp and all that? Whereas her big, I imagine, is going to be out there all of the time. As they're trying to get him on both, you know, inside linebacker, outside linebacker, special teams. You go, you go to Latrobe. You're going to see Nick Herbig. Yeah, and did you see he showed up? I, although I, you know, he did show up to camp with his own shirt on. I think his own name <laughs> on his shirt, which made me, you know, I kind of flinched a little. But I'll give him the benefit of the doubt on yeah. that. Um, number two, most most uh, watched player in this camp. New newcomer Cole Holcomb. I mean, I might have had him one, but yeah, I mean, yeah. If, we're, if we're taking you know Broderick Jones and Jerry Porter off of the uh, Jerry Porter Jr. off the board, yeah, I think Holcomb is way way up there. I think this is a that's someone you really really got to see a lot of because it's because like it's. You remember what it was like last year after the Jacksonville preseason game. Everyone's like, wow, this team is going to go 2-15. and 15. <laughs> And if Cole Holcomb, like, misses three tackles in, like, the five series he plays in that first game, that same feeling is going to set in. Miles Jack certainly on the uh, speed <laughs> dial right. at that point. Working out somewhere. And the number one, according to the Trib, player this camp, 
rookie Keanu Benton. I mean, I might have had him two or three, but I, I don't have any knocks about this whatsoever. Again, it's a, a, a guy that, you know, uh, one, people are going to want to see. Two, is expected to be an important part of this offense. Three, I mean, defense, I'm sorry. And three, is probably going to be fun to watch. Like, if you're going to camp, if you're watching these practices, watching the new nose, the new highly regarded nose tackle, that's going to be fun. Yeah, you can't, uh, hard to disagree with that. Mm-hmm. Although... You know, what I'm most excited for camp is probably not going to be talked about or certainly not uh, visualized enough Mm -hmm. because it's just it's so hard to put on video is special teams. Mm. And I think that, you know, roster spots, 48, 49, all the way to, you know, it's going to come down to Danny Smith because, you know, look at the look at the players we've lost on special teams. Oh, man. Derek Watt, 290 Mm. special team snaps. Benny Snell, 284 special team snaps. Mm-hmm. Jameer Jones, 251. Marcus Allen, 230. Mm-hmm. Right there, that's over 1,000 special team snaps, mm-hmm. not to mention Arthur Millette, Robert Spillane. Terrell Edmonds played yeah. some special teams. So, mm-hmm. you know, we've got guys who, you know, like we talked about Jordan Bird. Yes. So that could be a way to go. We've mm-hmm. got all these linebackers like Nick Kowalski, mm-hmm. Nick Nick Herbig, even if he yes. plays, if he plays special, special teams, teams, that's a huge boost. Then all of a sudden, you know, or is it two dog? Is it two dogs, one bone? For Nick Kowalski, uh, Tanner Muse is in there. Uh, Marcus mm. Robinson, right. if, he, if, if he doesn't play. It'd be nice to get him on special teams. No, I mean, I almost wonder if, since there's so many open spots, it's no longer like two dogs, one bone. It's like five dogs, three bones. Like, it's you have to expand out the number of both dogs and bones. At, uh, but I think, but what you just said is very true about how many, like, that's those are starting positions. Like, those are starters. Those are starters' jobs that are available, and somebody's going to have to step up and take them. And the fact that it's going to require some special teams players means uh, you might not get nine Offensive linemen. So, you know, Dotson and Green might, you know, if, if you need, you know, if Austin can't return kicks, right. then you need then you need an extra wide out. Oh, yeah. Then all of a sudden, Kevin Green, I mean, uh, Kendrick Green is mm-hmm. on the line or Kevin Dotson or Montrevious Adams on the other side. Right. Louder milk, you know. Exactly. Or you start having maybe a Landon Roberts uh, uh, has to do oh, more special teams, too. Yeah. But I mean, but, I mean that's the, 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 as uncertain and frankly unsettling as all this can be, the fact that it, within, what, 20 seconds, you and I named well over a dozen names means they have at least tried to throw quantity at this problem. Danny Smith has a lot on his plate. If only there was a uh, hard knocks just for special teams. I would just <laughs> That would be the only time I would ever be okay with the Steelers doing it if it was hard knocks Danny Smith. Okay. Well, um we can't talk, we can't have a show without talking about the QB1. There you go. Oh my god! They groomed. Kitty, you bastard! The grooming continues. I hope. With at Sharp Football. Warren Sharp, completion percentage on throws into the end zone. We've got Tua Tagliavia, number one at 52. Mm, mm. Where's Kenny? No, I don't see him up in the <laughs> 50s. Let's let. Oh, wait, here we go. 15%. Wow. He's second only, second to last, only to Deshaun Watson and at I, 8%. And honestly, there's part of me was like, sure, it's as high as 15. I mean, this is, uh, <laughs> you know, that this is, again, one of those things that uh, uh, you see this and you're like, yeah, this is why they went out and got the offensive line. They got the biggest uh, tight end they could find. It, uh, they got an experienced, older, physical receiver. It, um, but yeah, that is, uh, 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 for all the stats you could look at at Kenny and be like, wow, 
wow, this is encouraging. There are other ones like this where you're like, wow, this really has to improve. <laughs> you know, well, I was like, that can't be right. 15%. We we had uh, end zone touchdowns in the last two games. And I'm thinking, were those the only two end right. zone exactly. touchdowns? You're think, right, you're thinking of Pickens and the ones in Najee, which, again, there's still that, like, is Elvis still really alive kind of thing to, like, where was Kenny throwing that ball on the Najee <laughs> touchdown? But So, you know, I, uh, maybe those were the only two end zone touchdowns. Yes, and it's and even then there were a lot of like you know uh, um, touchdown where it's like they'd complete a big pass earlier than that and then we'd like run into the end zone like. Well, I'm you know hey I don't mind if no, we do more doesn't running. Doesn't matter who does it. Yeah. Right. So, mm-hmm. but that is um, you know mm-hmm. that is one that's hard to defend. Fifteen percent. Mm-hmm. Oh, certainly. Um, let's well, hey while we got the bad news, let's keep the bad news coming. Mm-hmm. At Jack underscore Sperry, Jack Sperry. Top five lowest touchdown percentage in the red zone 2022 season. Number one, Kenny Pickett, 9.4%. It's even lower than his end zone. His red zone is even worse than his. And it's half of the guy, basically half of the guy in the second worst. So it's like get down to first and goal and try not to try to escape the uh, Akrisher Hines red zone. Right, right. Okay. So if I'm reading the stat right, so the idea is like this is the fewest number of times he passed for a touchdown when they were in the the red zone minimum 50 attempts or the times that the team scored a touchdown. It's got to be, I'm guessing it's got to be, oh, that's a good question. If the the team scored, that's a different percentage. I think this might be the throwing. I see. This is just the throwing. Okay. So it's, and frankly, you saying that makes a lot of sense with Jalen Hurts being second because it's not like the Eagles struggled to score points last year. Yeah. So let's so, okay. let's hope. Let's hope. Right. Let's hope. I mean that's 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 so that that's a bit of a spin on it. But I mean, but that's but what a wild like just grab bag of dudes in this bottom five because you got Brady who obviously had maybe the weakest season of his career, but also Herbert who's big superstar money, Carr who's going to be the guy in New Orleans, and Hurts who you know just the uh, you know comes within a play or two of winning the Super Bowl, and Kenny which is the bottom of this. So this is this this is a, I give this a certified weird stat. I mean this is really something. But again, it shows things got to improve. Well, it also shows how hard it is in the red zone. Even some of the yes. uh, you know. MVPs and legends, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like Derek Carr, are uh, <laughs> having trouble in the red zone. But you know, Ben had—I remember some end zone picks. Oh, for absolutely. Ben, I, I'm not, but I, I'm not only that, I remember for years a huge criticism of the Steelers not doing well in the red zone. I mean, that's you know that being an ongoing thing, even in the Super Bowl 43 season. And uh, and so if that's what the focus is at this camp, red zone, you know, you can't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate that at all. The, you no, know, the the talk is that first downs is going to be. The, a lot of the focus. Right? I wonder if almost away, that's an easier way of saying this exact thing, where it's like first down is the focus, so that like okay, maybe it's like third and one, and we just lean over. Like, okay, let's. You know what? Let's keep the bad news. It's been a bad week for Kenny, it's- man. <laughs> At PGH Steelers now, Steelers now, former NFL GM Mike Tenenbaum is not a believer in Kenny Pickett. You've got to be able to score points in chunks. And I just don't think Kenny Pickett has that ability. Do we have the full soundbite here? Uh, I think we do. Nope. Despite Mike Tomlin's greatness, Kenny Pickett really struggled getting the ball down the field. He was second worst in yards per pass attempt. And they have some really good receivers, Deontay Johnson, George Pickens. They picked up Allen Robinson. But when you're going against Lamar Jackson and Joe Burrow every week, you've got to be able to score points in chunks. And I just don't think Kenny Pickett has that ability. 
So, nope. you know, first off, we don't go against Lamar and Burroughs every week. You did beat me to it. Okay. Uh, no, which is fine, which is fine. <laughs> it, uh... But what is, what is, you got to score points in chunks. Uh, define, what is that chunks exactly? Well, well first off, I, 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 have to ask, I have to ask you a question first. Did you put that rock and guitar music behind that? Or was no, that, that was, in the clip? Okay. that was NFL Network. Okay, we have to, remember, if you're going to, if you're going to hate on somebody with bad news, make sure there's some generic hard rock going on in the background. That makes everything go down much You further. can't concentrate on these hot takes. <laughs> Unless there's a bed. I think we've learned that. We need a bed in here. Let's we get, some, get some uh... little guitar going. Anyway, but I mean, I think, I mean, like, to me, the scoring in chunks is always a little weird because it means, uh, because it kind of, it almost eliminates the idea of a defense. Like, when I think of scoring in chunks, I think what happened against the Sears, I think of the last playoff game against the Chiefs. That was scoring in chunks in that second quarter. Like, after the Steelers, uh, TJ picks up that fumble and runs into the end zone, then the, the Chiefs score a touchdown. The Steelers go three and out or go, like, you know, two drives and then score again. I I, I wonder if by when a better way to say score in chunks is, like, to get into an unstoppable rhythm or to get into a rhythm where you can score multiple on multiple possessions in a row before the other t- team adjusts. I think it's to a, consistency. Yeah, well, even could more consistent. <laughs> yes and no. I, I think if, if if you score seven and I score seven and I score four, uh, 14 and then you score 14, that's not scoring in chunks. That's a shootout. You can only have chunks if you get stops in the middle. Okay. That's chunks. All right. that's, that's sort of what I'm kind of talking myself into here. What I think he's saying is that uh, uh, Kenny hasn't been great about A, throwing the deep ball or B, sc- making big big plays for big yardage which does hold true in the stats last year so i i kind of think that's what this guy's saying but scoring in chunks always i mean really if you use the word chunks you're maybe not saying the most scientific definition <laughs> we can't verify that that's true but it certainly sounds that, right yeah, that sounds right i mean I don't think about it like i just like ch- you know i just points you know it's like yes. I don't, how how do you win a game is it who cares is it by a, a fourth quarter comeback is it by a, a Special teams turnover. I don't know. You know, it's like style points. It's just, you know, it's like white men can't jump to me. It's like, I don't care style. I just want to win. I agree with that 100%. Who scores in chunks? Uh, Chiefs? Absolutely. The Eagles? I guess. Uh, I mean, the, the Chargers scored in chunks in the playoffs, and then the Jaguars scored in a bigger chunk in the second half. I mean... It, it, it just, you know, what, what's your our offense is built around chunks. Chunks, a very chunky offense, <laughs> <laughs> which is technically what they're trying to do with these big offensive linemen. Okay, well, I've, we're we might be the opposite. We might be a lean offense. <laughs> Not so chunky. What's the opposite of chunky? I don't know. I, 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 it's 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 runny. It, well, it's it's what's it what's it with peanut butter? It's uh, there's creamy. Chunk, creamy. We're a creamy, yeah, offense. creamy offense. The there creamy offense. That's what I was like. I was like skinny. That's not right. Yeah. Skinny. Skinny. No, I like natural. Creamy. All natural. Creamy. There you go. Organic. Organic offense. Mad Canada. Twenty twenty three. All right, we got to end on a high note with Kenny. Okay. At NFL rookie watch. NFL rookie watch. Kenny Pickett's arm has reportedly looked noticeably stronger than it's ever been this offseason. Arm strength with Pickett's biggest knock by many NFL scouts. Charlie Batch reportedly sees a lot of similarities between Pickett and Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> what? what a weird uh, thing to highlight there. A lot. Of... A lot of similarities. They have the same job and live in the same city. 
when it, we're really not going to see Kenny's arm strength until it's on the field on Sunday. Right. right? I mean, I, I, I was going to say, I mean, yeah, sure. I could tell you Kenny's arm is noticeably stronger. I haven't seen him throw the ball, but I've seen that his arm is noticeably bigger. Like, I, I, that was good enough for me. And the, uh, you know, and, and the IG videos looked really good. Right. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. When I held my phone in a certain perspective, it looked incredible. It, um, but yeah, well, this is where I go for all my information about second-year NFL players. Our friends at NFL Rookie Watch. Rookie Watch, and they couldn't even get the uh, C for watch. Someone else. <laughs> all right. Can't hate on their X handle now. No, Can't no. Say, you know, Oh, God, you're right. You're right. right. The X handle. Oh, Although I don't feel bad about uh, copping their logo now, because now right. we're now it's right. Twitter. We're, we've got the bird. Now we've got the bird. We've got the bird. Coming up in the second half, we've got to talk some expectations as we head into camp. Um, we've got some Tomlin. Uh, no, we got some Blame Canada. Of course, okay. there's some Tomlin hate, but some Canada hate. There you go. So, you know, if you want to uh, roll down the windows and turn the system up, <laughs> we've got your dance party coming in the second half. Uh, 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 uh. We'll be right back. Your brand, you got it. Raise your brand. You want it. You got confidence. Secure. Feeling confident? Raise your brand. Got $150 million? Raise your brand. Need AI solutions to carbon-based insurance problems? Raise your brand and reach for AcraShore. Confidence, confidence, tried and secure. Raise your brand, raise your brand, AcraShore. Raise your brand, raise your brand, AcraShore. Not steel. I was in my uh, Boy Scout backpack. You know, oh. like I would have. I remember that was. And this was in high school. Yeah, that's okay. how I rolled to okay. uh, to camp, band camp. I, you know, we would we went to Robert Morris. Okay. And the Robert Morris football players would uh, sometimes play poker with us, and oh. so we, we did not have an orchestra camp. No. At, uh, at the, in my high school, no. Um. All right. It's the second half of mm. what Jin's talking about. We promised Canada hate, but but first. We've got some 2023 expectations. Let's get to at by Nate Davis, USA Today, Nate mm -hmm. Davis. The NFL is back in full force. So here's what you've been waiting for. USA Today's 2023 NFL projections. If you take a look at the AFC North, uh -huh. Bengals 12 and 5, right. Ravens 11 and 6, uh -huh. Steelers 11 and 6, Browns 10 and 7. Uh -huh. First time in history. The AFC North would have four 10-win teams. And Steelers don't even make the playoffs at 11-6. and six. Okay, I mean, I'm I'm not a math guy by any stretch. But I count out of 16 teams in the AFC, uh, five of them have losing records. Can uh, that be right i did i did do the math and this okay. does work out because okay. you've got you've got the raiders with three wins the cards with two wins colts with four wins so it does the the, the math does work out okay okay because that seems like wow it seems like wow everyone's a winner at uh but you know can you imagine the steelers 11 wins without make the playoffs that's only happened once in nfl history the 2008 pats had 11 wins yeah and it seems very unlikely to happen again i mean so i'm guessing that 
the Steelers narrowly lose that on points or common opponent or something, and maybe the Ravens get them in that last game at home. I mean, I'm trying to work my way around how this could happen in real life. Right. right. If you have, yeah, you have Ravens, Steelers, Week 18, um, uh-huh. and then a three-way tie in the in the conference with the Dolphins. So that right. would mean the conference record would be it's, that's the what I was saying. Yeah, weaker record in the con- so yeah. That's, so that's what happens here is that the Dolphins maybe maybe by virtue of playing in one of the few divisions with a team with a losing record is how they are able to sneak in and uh, they sweep the pats and that's enough to get them in over the Steelers. This would be the most competitive the AFC North has ever been. The closest, next closest would be 2014 when Steelers had 11 wins. Bengals were 10-5-1. and one. Mm-hmm. Ravens were 10 and 6. Okay. Yeah. But, and even then, I imagine the fourth team, which, and please, I forget. Browns read seven wins. Okay. That's what I was about. Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I yeah. was going to say, how many times has division had no team with a losing record? Never. Never. Right. Okay. So that I was going to say, that's even less rare. That's even rarer than the, uh, uh, the 111 win team to not make the playoffs. In 2000, the NFC East, I believe, okay. had. Five, a four out of five with a winning record, but that's when there were five teams right, in the divisions. You right, know, yeah. so this would be unprecedented. Okay, and would you be? Steelers had 11 wins but missed the playoffs. How would you feel about that? I mean, every year, I mean, this is so good that we're talking about this in the context of expectations. My expectation, uh, what I always want is I want to see this team improve. I want to see this team get better and become uh, a competitor. Now, obviously, there's a lot of like, how do these six losses happen? But it would be hard for me to look at that record in this kind of conference, which for this to happen has to be like one of the tougher conferences ever. Like all yeah, of these AFC the teams history. have to be awesome. So for them to have finished 11 and six and that, I would have to see that as improvement. I'd be upset about it. And I'm sure with the way this happens, I'm complaining about some call in some game, some injury at some time, but it'd be hard for me not to look at this as a significant improvement. What if, it, what if it's 11 and six, but in week 18 in the red zone, Pickett throws a pick to Arthur Molette of the Ravens. <laughs> To keep us out of the playoffs, I don't know. Right, I, you know, exactly. I don't wanna... And what if the dollar crashes and the Cloverfield monster comes in through the Inner Harbor? I mean, you just don't know at this point. Like, but that, but again, this this looks like a team that's approved because you know what? I don't think. And here now we're now I'm reaching into the past to make this even weirder. But the Steelers team we just saw, the one that just finished the season, I don't think they could go into this imaginary AFC <laughs> and go eleven and six. I think that team is down there at best with the seven and ten teams. That's a good point. If this is going to be the uh, the the killer division of twenty of conference of twenty twenty three, Steelers might not be the uh... right. The, they're the twenty twenty two Steelers. We're yeah, not going to get yeah. this record in that conference. Yeah. We can't speculate and recollate. Thank, the, thank you, AB. That's the recollection conference. I'm sorry that I was recollating. I'm sorry. I should have. Uh, uh, one more recollection here. Let's okay. go to at Adam Rank. Adam Rank. This is NFL Network. How many wins for the Steelers this season? Let's take a look. Okay. He's got the Steelers at nine and eight. We uh-huh. people have said that, but uh-huh. if you look closely on oh, the graphic, wow. he has a wild path to get there. Swept by the Browns. Yes. And has Steelers starting two and one, two, three, four, five, two and five. Two and five, including the uh, the loss in Houston, but beating the Niners and uh, closing on this wild four game winning streak. Got to unleash uh, hell. Uh, Got to. I mean, this, 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 Adam believes in unleashing of hell. It uh, this is this is a streaky team. I mean, it's it's not crazy to think the Steelers 
could struggle out of the gate, a younger team, a lot of new players to that younger team. But uh, but this is uh, this this is a a strange. This is. Really, it's almost in a weird way. Like he took last season's uh, record and just kind of superimposed it over this. Because isn't this exactly <laughs> what happened last season? Like they come out real weak, and then all of a sudden, like we're having these same conversations a year from now. Like, wow, they really built on something that last month. Maybe the safest way to predict your schedule will have the Steelers unleashing hell in December and starting off slow. Might it might be onto something? We've seen a lot of that. It feels like in the last month. From the handicappers and others. I saw Adam rank on one of these other podcasts. Mm -hmm. I can't think of it. I can't think what it was now. But Mm -hmm. he actually backtracked. He was like, oh, I would have never picked the Browns to sweep the Steelers. You know, one of those things. Well, I mean, I I, I don't know what this man's job is like. I imagine it's more hectic than I think. And I can see him be like, yeah, the Steelers, they're 9-8. and And then just sort of doing this Wheel of Fortune thing behind him, just sort of guessing. Yeah, they're going to drop, you know, Cleveland. They're tough. And then you drop them twice. Oh, you mean the NFL Network and their esteemed analysts uh, might not... (laughs) be putting all that thought into their content Um, i I love this picture because you could with this outfit this man's look you could superimpose behind him like one of those pictures of the globe with like the bombs going off like he's sending a (laughs) uh, a video to our heroes like oh yeah he's tyler durst or whatever um (laughs) or even just like you know let's see you get to this superman (laughs) okay um Enough expectations. It's time for con season. Still having con season. Well, no, now people are starting to second guess con. Uh oh. First, let's start with the Homer take at Gage Rage. Pickett to pick in season. Who's stopping this offense? Kenny Pickett, Najee Harris, Jalen Warren, Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, Allen Robinson, Calvin Austin the third, Pat Fryermuth, Connor Hayward, Darnell Washington. All right, sounds like this guy knows how to. Uh, fill out a roster. I was gonna say, yeah, no, this guy definitely got all the names right. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I am nowhere near the point of who is stopping this offense. Let, let, <laughs> let me see. Let, let, let's see this offense practice uh, before we get to uh, before we start uh, uh, proclaiming that no one can stop them. Oh, okay. Don't be such a downer. How about at <laughs> Fanta Skippy Jeffrey Benedict? Legit stars zero. Borderline Pro Bowlers three. Two who showed potential and flaws in years one. Seriously, how can anyone tout this as a juggernaut offense? Zero legit stars? Would you, uh, uh, where are we on legit stars? I mean, I, again, we're back to how are we defining a legit star? I mean, it's, it's, uh, and Deontay not having any touchdowns sort of makes it more difficult to say him as a legit star. But I mean, but I, in terms of the position, I think uh, uh, Sumalo is a legit star. I think if you're going by, I mean, it's not, kids aren't wearing his jersey, uh, uh, <laughs> to the Pro Bowl, but that guy's a real star. It, um, I, I, I do agree with the last three sentences of this. There is real hope for a not crappy offense. That'd be nice to see. I'm not getting carried away. Um, but, I mean, my only counter argument to that would be, hey, training camp just started. If you're going to get carried <laughs> away, do it now. Well, we're, we're sort of reaching the end of when you can get carried away consequence-free. Is not, not crappy a good expectation for Matt Canada's offense? I, I mean, I, I I feel like crappy again is sort of we were talking about the expectations. That's the word. That's situational. That's crappy is I don't know if you necessarily have to score in chunks. I I think not crappy is score when you have to, uh, uh, or else just have fewer three and outs. I think that's enough of the. I, I think too many three and outs uh, adds up to uh, definitionally crappy. That's uh, that's systematically crappy. <laughs> so we've got crappy and chunky. We've got very important uh, uh, definitions. Oh, yeah. Here. You don't want crappy peanut butter. No. Yeah. There you go. Um, One more thing on this roster from 
at Hot Steelers, Steelers Hot Takes. How exactly is the roster stacked? Defensive roster is loaded, but they have a bottom-tier wideout room, downgraded wideout three, bottom-tier running back room, bottom-tier quarterback, bottom-tier coordinator. The only average position is the O-line. Are we bottom-tier across well, the I room? Think, I mean, this is we, we, you and I have stumbled into the trap of the hot takes guy. I think, <laughs> uh, 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 I mean, it, I don't know if they're top-tier, but it's hard for me to believe they're in the very bottom-tier. Uh, particularly after, again, the second half of the season we just saw. Um, I mean, statistically, yes, I guess, right? Well, statistically, statistically, yeah. I mean, statistically over the course of an entire season. But again, if you go in the st- but as younger guys that have fewer uh, stats to their names, if you go by what have you done for me recently, that uh, that number does uh, change a bit in terms of tiers. Okay, let's play the hits. <laughs> 24-7 on your radio dial. It's Anti-Canada FM. <laughs> With your DJ at PGH Steelers Now. Steelers Now. At 35 straight games, the Steelers own the NFL's longest streak of a specific type mm-hmm. of offensive futility. And that specific type is... The longest streak without 400 total yards on offense. 35 straight games, not since the 2020 wild card game against the Browns, mm-hmm. which uh, that had a happy ending. I was right? going to say I, I, that that sort of disproves this entire status. It's not just not just the fact that they lost that game; they were always, literally, always trailing in that game, and the entire game they had to open up the offense. Absolutely, it, uh, I mean it's. Without having it in front of me, uh, I'd like to know how close they got to that in the game they lose Ben's last year at, in Minnesota. The one that gets, oh. you know, where the Friermouth pass gets knocked away. It, um, but yeah, it's uh, it, that this is this sort of gets back to what we were talking about before. Uh, 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 you know, an offense that can go out and, and and consistently produce over the course of a game, but you can lose a you lose a lot of games uh, at 400 total yards. <laughs> I it's just not. It's about wins, right? Right? Yes. We, it's, we keep saying it over and over again. Um, mm-hmm. Here, I got the stats actually from that day. Ben had 300 yards passing, and huh. the team had 106 r- yards rushing. So, how come that isn't on our? Uh, how come that didn't make our? I guess total. I guess there must have been a sack, maybe. Yeah, or something. Yeah, it's. But I knew that had to be close. I mean, think about that game, or even just Ben's last year at a Charger game, the one they lose. Five like, sacks for 39 yards. Okay, so, that must have been, so there yeah. you go. Okay, but even then, that's within 15 to 20. And what a friar mouth catches that pass. That guy made an incredible play. Like, at, um, mm-hmm. and 400 yard. I mean, it would, would, would Steeler Nation have even, they would still be like, eh, Canada crappy offense. If no, they went- we'd be seeing the same stat that they were in the top five for this or whatever because it hadn't been <laughs> since, you know, uh, November of 2021. Okay. How's about, oh, did I close it out? Did I, did I, no, I didn't. I can read it to you. Oh, okay. Oh, the next one at, uh, yeah, uh, at Scarpizio, Scarps, for the Steelers to average 24 points per game this season, they'd need to score 408 points. That's 100 more points than they scored in 2022. Only once since the merger have they scored 100 more points than the previous season. That was 2020. Right, which was Ben coming back after the uh, the rookie quarterbacks. But I mean, it's, oh, so that's almost an outlier of a stat. Right, which is, yeah. And But I, I'd almost wonder if this is one of those kind of things that the exception approves the rule. Again, going by the idea of there's real hope, and I'm not saying that this is absolutely what's going to happen but this 
I mean, a rookie quarterback that showed a lot of promise, uh, a lot of young guys in the second half of a season coming into a full season where they've had an entire offseason to learn the offense and have it tailored to their own specific uh, strengths could be that same kind of leap. That doesn't mean they're going to score 100 more points. But the idea, but that it, that has enough space for that kind of outlier to occur again. If, uh, if I mean, the, Again, the potential exists. That doesn't say you have to get carried away, but I'm saying you don't have to uh, be too negative here in July. What, you know, what, I don't know. I don't even want to think about average point. You know, no, everyone talks about same it. Same thing. But, you know, it's like, man, well, I, I don't expect 24 points than an average because it doesn't seem like that would be historically accurate. Right. And also, how many games in, the, like I said, the Super Bowl 43 team, there were, that game in Philadelphia was bad. I mean, they didn't score anywhere near 24 points. They had a lot of, you know, they're teams that win a lot of games that will have games where they don't score many points at all. And that completely skews the average because, again, this isn't baseball. This isn't hockey or basketball. We're playing 80 to 160 games. It's an average of 16 or 17. (laughs) So do you think Canada's doomed then from the start? It's like we're already saying, well, you know, we're not going to get 24 points a game. Uh, You know, uh, 400 yards a game uh, hasn't happened in a while. It's almost like... Whatever happens is not going to satisfy well, the Canada haters. Well, it's not going. Well, no, because they categorically cannot be satisfied. <laughs> but there is another way to look at that too. That that also maybe may you know have low enough expectations to kind of save him a bit in the eyes of this uh, mercurial fan base. In that you know, like okay, well they're not going to get four hundred yards. They're not going to average twenty points. Hey, they average twenty one points. Hey, they get three hundred eighty yards. Like you know, that you know, kind of they thing. average eighteen points but got ten wins. You right. know, or something. I don't mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's. This is kind of the uh, the final word on this. Okay. Let's go to at. We'll go back to at Jack Speary. Jack Speary. Mm-hmm. Something that's funny about many Steeler fans. They believe that a Matt Canada is a terrible OC and is going to get fired, mm-hmm. and b Pittsburgh is going to be awesome in 2023. These two things cannot exist in the same universe. Yeah. Is that you know is that true? It seems like we're all assuming Canada's out the door. This offense is going to suck. But part b. Kenny's ready for year two, 10 wins, playoffs, etc. I mean, I, 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 the man's hit on a real contradiction here, and it's something I feel like we discussed back when uh, they, you know, they did keep Canada coming into this uh, uh, coming season. It, um, I mean, the team can be, uh, I mean, it, it's, I guess, again, the team's going to be awesome. They're going to win a lot of games, but it, it kind of gets back to what you said a minute ago. They, Canada could be bad. The offense could be very bad. They still could win a lot of games if the defense really is that good. And it could be, you know, just because it, it could be an awesome season yeah. and not necessarily be statistically um abundant maybe. right i think that that's too. what that's i'm just saying something that especially you especially the way that they're looking to play which is run the ball which is big defense and yeah mm-hmm. um but that could mess that couldn't that could still mean great things for Canada. you know just because we're not a 500 yard uh game offense um doesn't mean that's on canada's fault either if no. we're winning games based on controlling the clock and defense and etc right exactly and again it would awesome is uh, uh like elite stars at uh you know we're gonna have to see some real definitions of that as long as uh, it's not crappy uh, it may not be awesome but it's not crappy and it's not and it's chunky there okay? you go there you go um one thing for the tomlin haters at ron cook pg ron cook pittsburgh post-gazette 
Bill Belichick could get fired if New England doesn't win a playoff game this season. Mike Tomlin almost certainly will get ex an extension. What is wrong with this picture? Well, I think the news is out that Tomlin is not getting the extension this year. There's still right. two years on the contract. Right, exactly. Yes. So next year will be the extension. Mm -hmm. But um, I don't believe this... I don't believe no. the, the narrative that, oh, Bill Belichick is on the hot seat. I don't or... believe that whatsoever. I actually started to yawn while you were reading this. I'm like, <laughs> I should stop. That's unprofessional. I'm like, no, I should keep yawning. This is fine. It, uh, Belichick isn't getting fired. I, I don't care how bad that team is. It, um, I mean, and also, too, please correct me if I'm wrong. I kind of forget how it works, but I think I'm right about this, is that Tomlin, so, you know, he's not... He, 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 you know, he and Khan work together, but Khan is the, the general manager. Belichick has even way more control about who comes into that team than Tomlin does, I think. So, uh, you know, and it's and and whatever, you know, criticisms you may have uh, uh, Tomlin being regarded with the team, uh, that that Patriots team has uh, got a lot of issues there, too, <laughs> in terms of the, how that team has been constructed, not just, you know, uh, uh, now, but even in like the latter Brady days. <laughs> if you think I have hot takes when I talk about Chuck Noel. Uh, imagine if uh, oh New England God. fires their seven-time Super Bowl oh champion or whatever. You know? Oh my lord! Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so mm -hmm. now it's yeah. I mean, and, and I guess it's a moot point because there is no Tomlin extension. But um, I'm you know, like I said, I'm willing to give Tomlin the lifetime extension, right? Which is sort of what's going to happen too. So yeah. Oh uh, right. Well, I think believe it or not, I think the I think we got a band uh, oh. trying to get on the floor here. St. Vincent's must have a marching band. I wonder if they play no, sure uh, they Renegade. Do. I'm sure the answer to both of those questions is yes. <laughs> um, I'll, just one final word here. This isn't even Steelers related, but I'll mm -hmm. give the final word. Will I? At two. At Bruce Bawn. This comes from the 1980 book, Gambling Etiquette is Special. Hmm. And uh, the number five rule is never berate the man in the arena. If you harass a player who lost a game because he lost a bet, you should be instantly banned from every sports book in America and publicly shamed through the streets. I think this is kind of relates to social media as mm. well. It's like, um, you know, don't harass a player because you have something to say. It's like your fantasy team or even your personal fandom. Um, that's just, uh, I just found a good piece of advice on Twitter, actually. No, no, which, which, which and please highlight this because you never know how many decades it may be till it happens again. At um, But I mean, just speaking of the man in the arena, if you ever go online, you can find it, the uh, Steelers intro for a playoff game. I can't remember how many years ago, but it is the highlights of the team. They showed it at uh, then Heinz Field, and you can find it online from the group that did it. And it's, uh, and the voiceover is the man in the arena poem being read by the great actor Clancy Brown over the Steelers and nice. it's, uh, once I posted it and it was retweeted by the official Clancy Brown fans account and, uh, so I was glad to see those people out there so that's worth your time if you I'm a, I was a fan of his in um, Carnival was that oh the, he absolutely the, I mean the man how many millions of great things you know I mean obviously people remember Shawshank and Highlander oh yes but uh, but just just so many great great performances I mean a man that's really changed with the times that's what we've been talking about I guess that's what we've been talking about <laughs> time to get back to camp yeah indeed all right. If you want to keep the conversation going, uh, shoot, you know, it's like Twitter right. is a mess. Which conversation? There's so many around now. Like, Twitter's garbage. Uh -huh. Threads. It's like, please put a search function. Twi I think threads might be over already. Uh, well, I mean, they're starting to roll the stuff in. I've heard that now you can... Um, 
you can you can follow people. Like there's a for you and a following. So now, oh. so all that's next is desktop and search, and we can get uh, we can actually get this party started. And by party, I mean uh, probably a, a slightly le less worse version of the same thing. But well, I you know I'm out there. I'm at Kyle Kreis. I'm pretty much. I mean, I'm on TikTok, man. Hit me up on TikTok. That's where I have the most fun. Is TikTok. There you go. Um, what about you, Greg? Uh, I'm mostly on Instagram now, but someday I'll, I'll submerge into TikTok. But yeah, you find me on Instagram at Greg Benevent, B as in Bravo, E N E, B as in Victor, E N T. And for our West Coast, are there any LA listeners? I don't think there are because <laughs> you think someone would have reached out by now. But if there's any LA listeners, you got to come out to see me headline yes, Saturday, yes, August do. 12th. That's going to be a great show. Flappers Comedy Club in Burbank mm -hmm. because. I can't fill the room on my own. That's for sure. <laughs> and I believe I'll probably be hosting that night. So it. Uh, so yes. It, uh, uh, are you? I, actually, I don't think I you are. Oh, not. It's, oh, I okay. think it's Heather. Um, <laughs> Heather. What's Heather's last I, name? I will figure it out. All right. <laughs> Until next time, listen to your immortal words from your coach. Be the best selves. That's going to be required. Stay in school.